Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I hear you and I've got you. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist, registered dietitian, nutritionist, board-certified health and wellness coach, and mindful self-compassion teacher. I'm also an author and podcast host with over 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. everybody, Dr. Ellen here, the Midlife Whisperer. I am so happy that you are joining us today. If you are a new listener, welcome. You are in for a treat. And if you're returning, thank you so much for showing up and being here today. And if you're enjoying the show, leave me a review. It helps other women find us as well. And I would love to know what you think. And today's show, I have such a special guest and friend, and you're going to learn all about how to rock pleasure because you know pleasure is how you thank the universe for being alive and you know, you need more pleasure in your life right i know i am always working on more pleasure but you know pleasure can also help you step into your power enjoy your life more you know and yet many of us many of us midlife women are really struggling with experiencing pleasure in our lives and today's show is going to help you up your pleasure measure you'll learn exactly how to have more pleasure and how pleasure can empower you. My guest is the amazing and beautiful Emma Arene. She's known as the pleasure activator and Emma is a somatic trauma informed women's empowerment coach, a speaker and a photographer. And she is gonna help you discover how to have more pleasure and exactly how increasing your pleasure measure can help you to reclaim your body, voice and power. You know. I was thinking about this show and thinking about how we normally think about pleasure. And the two areas that come up, of course, are food and sex. And they can both be kind of problematic. The food issue could be an issue. Now, I'm all about enjoying your food, having pleasure in your food. But so often we go overboard and we turn into emotional eaters, right? We're experiencing difficult emotions in our lives. And instead of addressing the emotions and giving ourselves what we truly need, and it's not food, we emotionally eat. And the problem with that is that it's twofold. First of all, you're not addressing the negative or difficult emotions in your life, the problems that you're having. And in addition, when you're done with that threesome with Ben and Jerry's, you might feel kind of some guilt, some remorse. You just might feel kind of sick to your stomach. So it's really important that you enjoy food, but that you're also addressing your emotions, you're managing your emotions, not your food. And the, the thing about um, the sexuality piece is that, you know, sexuality is also um, challenging at midlife. As a midlife woman myself, you know, we get a little dry down there. We need some help. I personally have really enjoyed um, topical estradiol has helped me a tremendous amount. Lubrication is super great. Having a understanding um, partner who really understands giving you pleasure or giving yourself pleasure, understanding what works for you, but also being okay too with, you know, at midlife, you, you might not be experiencing the same level of desire. Libido going down is one of those symptoms of perimenopause that we go through. So I think we make a mistake by just putting pleasure into these two buckets of food and sex. So today we're going to broaden your horizons. And before I bring um, Emma on, I want to talk a little bit about an experiment that I would love for you to try. Let me know how it goes for you. You can always reach out to me at themidlifewhisperer.com. That's midlifewhisperer.com. So here's your challenge. 
for one day, weekday and one weekend every day, I want you to keep an hourly journal of all the experiences that give you a dose of positive emotions and pleasure. Savor the good in your life. So set your phone alarm to beep every hour so you can check in and think, wow, you know, I just enjoyed that sip of tea or I'm enjoying the sunshine on my face or my gosh, it was so nice to wake up this morning with these beautiful linens or I'm using essential oils today and I love the way that they smell. So it's really about savoring the good, counting everything and anything and paying particular attention to sensory events, things that you see, things that you smell, you taste, you feel, you hear, listening to beautiful music. When was the last time you just played a beautiful piece of music and just thoroughly enjoyed the pleasure or watched a beautiful movie and experienced all of your senses and include relief from difficult emotions. So notice, gosh, I was really upset about this. And then I did that. Maybe you did a little yoga. You got into your body. Oh, you took a hot bath. How much do we love, right? Do you love sitting in a wonderful bath with essential oils or maybe some CBD? Notice what gives you relief from difficult emotions? And then also look at, you know, what brings you more positive emotions? Try this experiment. It really works. And savoring the good in your life is an incredible way to rock your midlife and also just increase your well-being, your optimism, and your overall happiness. And so one of the ways that I'm getting more pleasure in my life believe it or not, is from clothes. And I think one of the pleasures of midlife is revisiting those things that you enjoyed when you were younger. And when I was in my um, my teens and my 20s, gosh, I love clothes. I sewed most of my wardrobe because that was the way I could get anything I wanted. And then I was actually in retailing. When I my first job after college, I was in New York City. I was an assistant buyer. And I just love dressing up in clothes. And then I kind of forgot about it. I don't know if it was kind of like, I thought like maybe dressing clothes was sort of shallow and not worrying about your looks. But then, um, you know, recently I've had the pleasure to do the true style journey with the amazing Lisa Whisker. And that is how I met today's guest, Emma. We are both on this true style journey together. I'm enjoying watching each other grow. And I have to say, um, Emma can rock a red or a yellow dress like nobody I've seen when she, you know, we both of us, like this light went off and we were like, why are we wearing the wrong colors? But like color can bring you so much pleasure. Clothing, like today, if you're watching on YouTube, um, you can see I'm wearing this wonderful uh, white, uh, red cotton blouse and it feels so good. I love dressing in you know, organic cottons and silks and just fabrics that feel so good and colors that give me so much pleasure. So that's how Emma and I met. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about our true style journey and the um, the challenges and excitement of stepping into our true power. So Emma, I want to welcome you to the program and also let people know that you can find Emma all over the place at the Joyful Misfit. Joyous Misfit. Joyous Misfit. Yeah. Joyous Misfit. On Instagram and Facebook. And she is amazing. And she is going to help you rock your pleasure. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife, Emma. So awesome to have you here. 
Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. And I mean, what a journey we've been on, right? <laughs> These last few months, yeah. like everything you were saying, I mean, this is it. This is the core of it. Everything you were saying, you know, there's so much to do with pleasure and, you know, particularly your pleasure codes, you know, touch, environment, movement, erotica, affirmations. That is all, that is what combines. That's what comes together. They are the five elements of what makes your unique pleasure code. And when you can tune into those, my God, you can definitely rock your midlife hundred percent. Yeah, so I, love- I am so excited to be here and talk to you about this. Yeah. And I forgot, I wanted to quote what you said here. I love what you say, loving yourself, loving what you do, loving your life. This is the ultimate act of rebellion that will allow you to reclaim your body, your voice, your power, and awaken to an abundance of freedom and joy. So let's start off right by now saying, why is pleasure the ultimate act of rebellion? Because right, this is, this is, um, this is deep for me. (laughs) This is what transformed my life because I realized I'm going to give it to you in a different sense of the word. Like I'm going to take you back because my life, I had led my life um, being the good girl. And what I specialize in now is stripping away the good girl, stripping away the shoulds, all the things that we get taught, socially taught that we should do as to be a successful humans, right? To be successful people, we need to have um, got a job that's stable. We need to have bought a home. We need to have a secure partnership or marriage on, you know, all the things that we get told and in the order that we get told to do them. I did all of that. I ticked every box. I was literally the best good girl you could have ever seen. And I was utterly miserable by the end of it. I mean, that was, that was it. I had lost touch with myself completely. So to me, pleasure and really living your life, because this is what this is about. It's like I said, there's lots of different elements. This is about living your life in line, aligned with your pleasure, attuned to your pleasure, because that is the ultimate act of rebellion. Because what you're doing right there is you are saying, no, I'm going to do it my way what suits me, the way that is going to make me feel fulfilled and happy and joyful. And that is not the way we get taught to do it. We get taught that things should be hard, that things should be, and don't get me wrong, I'm not dismissing that there are going to be challenges, but actually when you are attuned to your pleasure and you are in line with your pleasure frequency, those challenges are way easier to navigate (laughs) than they are when we are constantly thinking this has to be an uphill struggle all the way, which is what we get taught. That's the honorable way of doing it. And I say that with the air quotes. Yeah. And I love that because the way I describe it is like, you're climbing up this ladder of success based on what Mm. society has said, your parents, your peers, and you get to the top of the effing building and you're like, wait a minute, I don't like the view up here because your ladder is up against the wrong building. And I think the way you're describing pleasure is the way I, I think about, you know, joy, do more of what brings you pleasure, do more of what brings you joy, because that's really your North star that is going Mm. to help you have a happier life. I know it's, I'm curious, how did you let that good girl go? That's such a hard thing to do. Well, do you know, it was a little bit of a domino effect really. So initially what I realized was that I was completely just, I just lost myself. I had this moment is like a total breakdown of, I don't know who I am. It was actually watching Brené Brown's TED talk about um, vulnerability. And that just got me. I was like, I can't be authentic. I don't know who I am. (laughs) And I just started to break down the barriers to that. And it was, it was a gradual process. I had no idea that I was going to be here now doing the thing that I'm doing. (laughs) 
this was not the longer plan but what I realized is it was just the next step what was the next step so the first step was actually realizing that the job that I had been in for for 15 years because of course longevity is one of the biggest measures of success in society isn't it so I had been in this job for 15 years this career that I'd worked really hard for and I strived and struggled at you know every day and and that it it was almost like it woke me up it, it, it was a wake-up call and you know and and I just realized that that was that was out of alignment and then I started taking steps that would get me away from that and then that led to me then um ending uh marriage again 13 year relationship 10 year marriage um that again was not right it was toxic and then that led to the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing you see it was almost like as like you said the pleasure was the guiding light and what what I came back to was when I had that breakdown it was actually my artwork and it saved me and it pulled me out and it brought me so much joy I forgot I remembered a part of myself that I had forgotten and then by following that that then led to the next step and then the next step and then the next step. You see, so it was, I, I really see this. Pleasure is the guiding light. You know, yeah, it's, it's a domino whole... effect, which is yes. amazing. I'd say yes. I left a 25 year marriage, which was sort of the thing that I needed to do. And boy, did I flounder for a while. And I think the cool thing is that for both of us is that we're showing up as the butterfly, right? In terms of finally coming out with our true style. For me, I know I've been kind of hesitating and hiding and I've got the the uh, the people pleaser of staying really small and hidden. And now I love the way that we're showing up as our true selves because we've been following this pleasure principle. So if you're listening, the thing to do is figure out what lights me up, what, what brings me joy. And let's talk about what pleasure exactly is so people can really figure out how do I have more pleasure in my life mm. so pleasure for me I mean I like to as I mentioned before the pleasure code this is what I always come back to so for me it always begins in the body so when I'm talking to the women that I serve and support it's always about reclaim your body first okay and then from that it leads to reclaiming your voice and then reclaiming your power now that very much you know actually the challenge that you've given your beautiful listeners to do is just the most absolute perfect thing so one of the the first element of the pleasure code is touch so how do things physically feel on your body and I think what we realize we go through through life our day on autopilot and we forget to really take notice now obviously you are on the true star journey with me and one of the things that came through as an example for that was when I was doing my style mantra and looking at that I realized that materials played a huge part in the way I felt on a day-to-day -day basis so unless I am wearing the right material that feels in the, the right way on my skin has the right weight is the right you know kind of fitness to it you know like the flow it has to feel kind of silky and soft but that physical feeling on your skin is the very first step to this so come come back to you come back to paying attention what are you putting on your skin how what what clothes are you wearing what how does your fit hair feel against you you know all the little tiny things like even like the weight of say you wear earrings or a necklace like I quite like a long weighty necklace and it's it's just literally feeling it on your skin and I'm afraid ladies that does also mean coming back to to self-touch as well and exploring your body because I think particularly as you get older especially once you've had children you know you lose that kind of privacy and then it's 
actually you can forget that you can gain that back as the children get older and you get more space and you can gain that back and take the time to explore your body again you know you were saying that particularly like perimenopause menopause it brings up all sorts of symptoms that we you know don't expect <laughs> and then the way to start kind of reigniting that again is coming back to touch Okay, coming back to exploring your physical body, exploring your skin, what are you putting on it? How are you treating yourself, basically? How are you treating yourself? And you need to be the one that is showing up and treating yourself in the most beautiful way and enjoying the physicality of yourself first, you know? Yeah. And that in itself can really calm your nervous system in a lot of ways. You know, a lot of people do tapping, for example, and things like that. Shaking is an automatic response. And then there's just like stroking. Like how often have you sat there and actually just like stroking the palm of your hand is just one of the most glorious feelings. <laughs> and it's something that we're so rough every day. We forget because we're on autopilot. Yeah, so, and we, we are able to actually generate oxytocin, which is the mammalian mm. chemical of care and connection when we touch ourselves. And I love what you're saying about, you know, touching, being in your body. And, you know, if you're listening, I think it's really hard because we have been taught that our bodies are supposed to be a certain way. We're supposed to be thin and we're supposed to be young. Mm. And, you know, of course, as we're going, as you're going through menopause, right, the the weight comes on a little bit. That's just a natural part. When estrogen is going down, there often is a little bit of a weight gain around the midsection. And of course, we're, you know, not looking the way that we did when we were in our 20s. And so I'm here to say to you that um that body size is not a fashion issue. We see some body sizes are in one year and out another year. It's you know, skinny waif one year and it's sexy curves the next. And I think what's been so empowering for us on this journey and in general is just to accept your body as it is and understand that your body is an instrument, not an ornament. And it's 32 trillion cells keeping you alive. And you can start by loving your body, by touching it, by taking a soothing bath, by getting a massage, by doing that self-touch, by some beautiful oil and touch yourself. So I love that just to let go of the shoulds of my body needs to be a certain way to be acceptable and just get into the pleasure of being in your body. Yeah, that's it. I mean, exactly. You've got to treat yourself that way. And actually, do you know, the great thing about this is particularly if you have a partner, get them involved in this, believe me, they are going to be all in. <laughs> They are going to be want to be there for this because actually a big part of pleasure is actually allowing yourself to receive it. So it's it starts with yourself. Allow yourself to receive it from yourself first, first and foremost, and then broaden in that. That what we're trying to do is ex expand our capacity to receive pleasure. When we're doing this work, we're, we're, we're trying to expand that and then allowing somebody that you care about, that you trust to be involved in that process as well it can be game changing, <laughs> not just for yourself, but for your relationship as well. You know, allowing them to, to give you pleasure, to, to be part of this. Like if you've got oils, allow them to put the oils in your skin, allow yourself just to receive it. Because I think particularly as women, that is one of the hardest things for us is to actually let go, step into that kind of feminine of surrender and, and trust enough that we, we are allowing another to come and to come and give us pleasure in that way because receiving it as a woman is hard because we're so used to being in control. 
control is a big part like we hold the reins so tightly you know with a, in a lot of ways that actually this is your opportunity to let those go for a moment and allow yourself to receive pleasure and that is what's going to support you in expanding your capacity to receive it yeah that's beautiful but it takes trust it mm -hmm. takes openness it takes vulnerability um, so I know I've learned so much about finding the right partner. And it's interesting for me, a big piece of it was not leaning right into the sexuality and mm -hmm. by developing this bond of trust and love and support, then allowing my partner to pleasure me was, was something that just came naturally. Do you find mm -hmm. that like people, women, they lean right into the way that we're supposed to be sexually. And they oh show up a gosh. certain way with a mask. And then instead yes. of like, yes, yes. How do, we, how do we combat that? How do we rip that mask off and just, you know, not just show up with this, like, okay, I'm sexy. Don't you want me? But I'm not really enjoying this experience. Pleasure mm. starts from the moment you wake up. Like this is not, I think this is, this is the misconception. And actually, funnily enough, I was having this conversation this morning with a gentleman that supports men in this element. And, and we were discussing about this balance between the feminine and the masculine and um, about how each one has a role. And you're so right. Like the, the way I see it, and I think it's Till Swan that talks about this. She talks about the, the masculine and the feminine, like a, like a, like an oyster and the feminine is the pearl and the, the masculine is the oyster and it's holding the pearl. You know, it's that it, it goes together beautifully, but it takes that trust and it takes that willingness as well to surrender to it. And I think, like you were saying, it's been, we've almost been trained, you know, there's, there's a lot out there in the media, particularly programming, all sorts that teaches a way of, of showing and being in pleasure. And it's not true, it's a performance. For me, pleasure starts from the moment you wake up, okay? And that's, you know, for yourself, that means the way you are treating yourself and your body from the minute you open your eyes in the morning, okay? And so I see it the same way in relationships. It starts from the minute you, you are there together, you know, in presence with each other, the way you, you even sleep at night, it's that intimacy. It's about developing intimacy because that develops trust. So often with my partner now, you know, we just, we are always generally just in contact with each other if we're near each other, you know, and it's little things or he will just hold me. So it's not, you know, we always think about when we think about pleasure, it goes to kind of sexual pleasure and then it goes to performance, right? But for me to develop that trust is about having that intimate connection right from the moment you wake up. And that comes in all sorts of forms. Intimacy isn't just the touch. So like coming back to the pleasure code again, you've got touch, you've got environment. So that actually includes the people that you're around, the environment, the physical environment that you're in, the smells, the, all of it, you know, the, the, the full package. Yeah. Then you've got the movement, the way that you allow yourself to move. You've got the erotica, which is the stimulus or the vision that can um, create an image in your mind. And then you've got affirmations, which is like the, the words, you know, that's either self-talk or what you hear from others and what you give to others. So it's all of those together. It's a full package deal. Yeah. Which means that you need to be showing up every day, loving yourself so fully that you are giving yourself each of those things. You are giving yourself the touch. You are putting yourself in an environment that is supportive and nurturing and loving and caring and fills you with trust. You are allowing your body to move so that you feel good in your body, no matter what shape, size, 
you know, a- any way of however you're being that you feel good, you're allowing yourself to move in that way. You're, you're consuming things that stimulate your minds that are creating images that give you pleasure you know I talk about creating a life that turns you on and what I mean by that is it lights you up it lights you up and then of course you are giving yourself that that Lisa Whisker actually talks about kind eyes right you know looking at yourself with love and you're allowing other people because I think this is one thing I notice about women a lot of women push away compliments and things like that allowing yourself to receive it so it is a full package deal and it starts from the minute you wake up (laughs) (laughs) to put it simply yeah it builds (laughs) it builds let's talk a little bit about the barriers the biggest barriers that I see when I am working with people are unworthiness and guilt so feeling Mm. guilty when I experience pleasure or I shouldn't be feeling this way I don't deserve this those are the biggest things what do you see and how can the listeners overcome perhaps some of the barriers of saying, oh, this sounds really nice, but I start giving myself pleasure and I start to feel really guilty. Like I should be doing the housework or I should be taking care of the kids or I shouldn't, you know, buy myself these, this beautiful silk shirt or these essential Mm. oils. The money should be going to like, you know, for my kids or things that are really necessary. So what do you see as barriers and how can people overcome those? A couple of things there. The first thing, actually, I just want to pick up on the word necessary because the one thing that I really want to say, and I will repeat it time and time again, is that you have to put your own oxygen mask on first, right? Because if you are not doing that and you are not providing this for yourself, then how can you possibly provide for anyone else? So you are the biggest and best investment you are ever going to make in yourself and in the people you love. So I just wanted to to kind of pick up on that word because to me that is absolutely essential and necessary because what lights you up and what fills you up is absolutely essential because you cannot pour from an empty cup. You, you just can't. So if you want to support those around you, if you want to love those around you, you need to fill yourself up first. You need to show them. You need to be the guiding light as well. You know, I'm thinking about my daughter and I want to teach her that she does this first and then that allows her to, to be able to show up for those people that she loves, you know? So I just wanted to, to kind of pick up on that point first, that this is essential and this is the best investment you're going to make because it means it's putting you in a place where you can serve others. All right. So if you're listening, I want you to put a post-it note. I deserve pleasure. Pleasure is my birthright. When I give myself pleasure, when I put my own oxygen mask on first, I am able to help other people. So such Mm. an important point. Yeah. So important. I think the second part to this is radical self-awareness. It really comes back to, okay, if I'm feeling guilty, that means tracking back. Where is this feeling coming from? Okay, because if you can actually get to the root, to the core of where this feeling is actually stemming from in the first place. So what I would actually advise is that each time these feelings come up, you know, and it's it's totally up to you the way that you do it. A lot of people like journaling, for example. Yeah, like write it down, put it down. What is it that's coming up and where is it coming from? And see if you can start tracking it back, you know, and the more you dive into this and this does take kind of a deep dive. So it, it, it just starts by being aware, it just starts by noticing it first, noticing it and noticing not only what the feeling is, but also what's triggering it. And then once you've got both of those things, 
notice it each time that's coming up and start tracking back where is this coming from where is this coming from be curious that's why it's like your little investigators into your into yourself into your inner self be really really curious because often what happens is is as we go through life and experience life and there's lots of mini and and sometimes major traumas that we experience we develop protector parts and those protector parts are the ones that are showing up going you don't deserve this <laughs> You don't deserve this. And the key to allowing your protector part to, to kind of step down is first of all, by absolutely loving it, because it's understanding that that part of you is shown up to keep you safe. So even mm. though it's feeling like, oh, this is like so hard, <laughs> um, a lot of people instantly, oh, I hate this part of myself. I don't allow it. What I want you to do is just have a little slight shift. Um, of your perspective of, of that because that part that's showing up for you has been developed has been created by yourself to protect you so show it a whole lot of love you know rather than berating yourself oh I'm rubbish at this which is so common right this kind of inner dialogue is this is so common this is why affirmations is such a key part of the pleasure code um, but come back to that what's causing it what's triggered it and start getting to the root of what it actually is because it's actually only by doing that only by understanding yourself that you get to to release it and those protector parts they may never completely disappear I think this is the other thing is people think oh no that's it I've let it go it's gone forever there may well be challenges in the future and it brings it up but the thing is the difference is is you are aware of it and you can also see it with absolute love. Oh, thank you. So it's like fear. Thank you so much for showing up. Elizabeth Gilbert does a beautiful exercise where she writes the letter to fear. Um, so that fear writes a letter to her first. I am your fear. So dear Emma, I am your fear. And I want to tell you and let your fear just write out, you know, write it all out. What is it that you fear? And then you get to reply. And it's as she puts so beautifully, uh, I think it's from Big Magic, actually, her book, Big Magic. Um, that you feel like it's going to go on forever but it's not it's actually only two or three things usually so it's actually about releasing it letting it out of your system you know get it out of your mind onto paper or whatever way that you want to do it um release it out and then you actually get to develop this understanding of yourself and that's actually when you start releasing a lot of yeah, it that's brilliant it's it's you name it you tame it and you feel it you heal it and as elizabeth mm -hmm. gilbert says Fear, you can ride in the car, but take the back seat. You don't get to drive. And when we yes. bring that awareness and we understand that this is normal, our brains are programmed to keep us safe. So these helper parts, I call it, I use something called internal family systems. These parts of ourselves, whether it's guilt or shame or unworthiness, these things show up to try to keep us safe. You know, might've shown up when you were four or five years old and you were enjoying playing, dancing, experiencing some pleasure. And your mom's like, stop that right now. You need to stay quiet. Whatever the reasons, you know, your dad's coming home or whatever it was. So you learn that like, it's not okay, but by giving voice to these parts, journaling and uh, loving these parts and understanding, thanking them. Thank you for keeping me safe, but I'm good. Give, I like to give the part another um, chore, another thing to do. So it's like, mm. well, you know, if I'm really in some danger here, you let me know, just give it another, or every time it shows up, use it as an opportunity to give yourself a little compassion, hand on heart, like, oh, 
I'm suffering a little bit right now. This is, I'm trying to do this nice thing for myself because I heard this podcast and I want more pleasure and more joy and more empowerment in my life, but it's a little hard for me. It's a little confusing. So I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm accepting what is, and I'm loving myself and it, you will eventually heal. I know my triggers are so much less than they, they used to be. So we have a couple minutes left. I'm wondering if we can brainstorm a little bit about, well, what brings you the most pleasure for me? Oh my gosh. Playing music and dancing. To me, dance is a metaphor for joy. When I feel like dancing, everything is right in my life. I get so much mm -hmm. pleasure from, especially if I can do it outside. And if you've been listening, you know, I just bought a place in Costa Rica, like outside, being in the sunshine, swimming, oh my goodness, and snorkeling and just... I love being with people and I do love a great meal and cooking brings me so much pleasure, but that's what brings you pleasure. Just oh brainstorming a little bit. So, so many things. Yeah. Dancing is one of the key ones for me hugely. And, you know, and this is, this is the movement here, isn't it? And I think it's the joy with the music and feeling the beat through your body. Cause I think it, it ticks off so many different things. You're feeling the beat, they're feeling the movement, you're feeling it all. To me, one of the biggest things that brings me joy is creation. And, you know, a lot of people think with creativity, they instantly think art, but it's not just art, it's creating like ideas and, and allowing them to flow. And then, you know, putting together, it might be content, it might be something from the beautiful women that are in my coaching program, whatever it is, just creating, allowing my imagination to go wild. And I agree with you about the sunshine. Oh, just every time, particularly sunshine and water together and the reflections of the water on the sunshine. And I think this is part of the simple pleasures, right? looking for those and and I think your challenge is beautiful because it's going to bring you back to that and noticing that and I mean particularly ever every hour it's just one day where you have to do this you know you could even do it on your phone couldn't you and coming back to that and just noticing things like that because they are the things that actually can really lift lift your spirit a yeah, lot that's brilliant and also you know it doesn't have to cost anything for mm. me I love smells when I was in Costa Rica the smell of yang yang that's Ooh. wonderful um, essential oil. It's Y-L-A-N-G, Y-L-A-N-G. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. That or now that I'm back in Vermont, the flowers are starting to bloom all around the sounds of the birds. And another thing that's awesome is visualization. If you're like really stretching, like, I don't know where there's pleasure in my life. Remember a time in your life where you experienced a ton of pleasure. Maybe it you know, was walking to a bakery and smelling that incredible smell of baking bread, or you remember being on the beach in the sunshine, even though it's gray where you are, your brain doesn't know the difference between your imagination and it really happening. And so by spending a few minutes every day, visualizing a time where you were experiencing beautiful pleasure, it will help ignite that. And I love what you said too, first thing in the morning, like I, I spend a few moments when I wake up in the morning, just experiencing, oh my goodness, my bed is so comfortable. I have such yes. a beautiful bed and beautiful bed linens. And I spray my sheets with a little bit of lavender oil um, and just experiencing the pleasure. And these days my dog jumps in bed with us and Rosie is just, you know, our pets, right? Isn't it pleasurable to cuddle with our pets and just feeling safe and warm and protected and just dive into those things that just give you so much joy and pleasure. So mm. you bring me so much joy and pleasure today, Emma. I can't wait for us to meet. We are. I'm going to London in the end of May. If you are listening and want to catch me, I'm going to be speaking at the Body, Mind, Heart London Wellbeing Festival on Saturday, 
uh, the 27th at noontime. So if you are listening and you want to check me out, if you live in the UK, live near London, check me out. I'm going to, Emma and I are going to do a little bit of a, a little bit of pleasure shopping, right? And uh, yeah. experience that. And if you want to reach out to me, it's themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. Emma, where again can people find you? So you can find me on all the platforms at Joyous Misfit. Um, or you can find me at www.joyousmisfit.com. So yeah, come and check me out. I'd love to continue this conversation. I could talk for hours about this. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do we'll have to do a second part and talk more about body yes, image too definitely. and the connection with that. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed today's show, do leave me a review. I would love to know what you think, the kind of guests you want to hear. And again, you can reach out to me at themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you next week. Midlife can be challenging. You may be sandwiched between growing kids and aging parents, dealing with menopause or a health issue, and trying to find work life balance. Or maybe your life looks good on the outside, but inside you're feeling stuck and wondering how to get your confidence, energy, and joy back. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I hear you and I've got you. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist, registered dietitian, nutritionist, board-certified health and wellness coach, and mindful self-compassion teacher. I'm also an author and podcast host with over 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. I provide inspiration and wisdom to help you transform your health, your mindset, your relationships, and your life so you can rock midlife. 